This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately. Times lie ahead with company worth keeping that'll bash a smile on your head. Come on in, the doors open, you'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bed love. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Music, medicine, then some to talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Here we come. Welcome to the tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink and we smoke and swear and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't, but we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your voices are tonight. Okay, and welcome to the tavern there, Dan. How are you? Ed, thank you so much for throwing that subscription his way. Much underscore appreciated. Underscore, underscore nut has gifted a sub to Moreno Gaming 4. How awesome is that? It's a great way to start the evening. So, I'm um, going to go ahead and introduce myself. And by the way, uh, Dan, just so you know, Ed, the one here on the screen, uh, just uh, which side of me? That side of me. What the hell are you knocking over over there? I'm so loud I scared your pen? That is a freaky-ass pen. Okay, so <laughs> let me introduce myself, then we'll pass it around, and we'll, we'll go to Ed second, and then Andrea. Um, okay, tonight I am drinking Jameson's Stout, uh, Caskmate Stout, because it's... Mm-mm. Good, and I am going to be smoke smoking a uh, what do we got here? Perdomo. Uh, looks like a barrel age, twentieth anniversary, something or other. That's good enough for me. Um, so hey, Ravens, good to see you, Ed. Why don't you? Uh, oh, I guess I could say I'm also an author and a writer, and you can find all that stuff in all the right places. Go ahead, Ed. I'm Ed. I'm drinking. Uh... Heavily. Full 
Hold our phone. Take it away and we'll do that. Well, you're kind of low and he's kind of loud, but Andre will chat. And I'm just drinking tea and I have a bag of emerald leaves. Don't forget, Andrea, you can't adjust their volume or, or my volume, his volume, their volume. Those people. Hmm. Um, so everybody in chat, what are you drinking, smoking, creating, whatever you do? Throw it in chat. And yeah. Very good. Okay. Oh, well, look at that. Dan's got peach corn liquor. Oh. As in moonshine. You got peach moonshine. Is that what I'm hearing? I think so. And just so you know, Andrea and I are having a very rough internet day. So if you guys have a moment where we get a little scrambled, bear with us. Um, especially it seems to happen when Andrea and I talk at the same time. So, and then Raven says, Empress Gin and Red Bull Chasers. That sounds horrifying. Actually, just a Red Bull. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. With gin, though. I just imagine the floral with that, like... Angry Mutant Fruit Punch taste that Red Bull has. Andrea, you got to move that bag to the other side where the mic is not. <laughs> it is. My mic is very good tonight. It, your mic is it's doing great. Sensitive. We'll have to get a bowl for you to put your things in then and eat them out of or something. It's a... Okay, Raven, I'm glad I'm not... I wish I was wrong, actually. I was about to say I'm glad I'm not wrong about that combo, but I wish I was wrong. I wish you were like, this is awesome! Fuck you! Because that's okay. It's, uh... I never mind when somebody enjoys something and tells me. It's all good being me. Now, tonight's topic is going to be Spoiled Children, Rotten World, which was a concept... What's that, Ed? Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, so let's talk about this. Andrea came up with this idea. Um, she she like burst into this conversation last night, very excited and interested and intense, and not in like the happy I want confetti and balloons sort of way, but in the God damn it, you know what sort of way. Andrea, why don't you tell us? What, what? Well, I think first, you need to explain it about the mice experiment, and then I can go into the rest of it. Do you want me to start with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only way to, for me to, that's what started it all. That's your segue into, or that's yeah, my segue into your segue for, segues for everybody. Okay, so sometime between 1946 and 1960, there was this experiment that they called mouse Utopia. Now, if you Google Mouse Utopia, you're going to get a lot more information than I'm about to give you. Because I read the article once, was fascinated about it, but never looked at it again. And didn't even get all the way through it, because it was a rather lengthy article. In Mouse Utopia, they took a habitat that could house up to 2,000 mice. They put 300 starter mice in there, gave them all the food, water, and shelter, and no predators. That a little mouse needs to have a happy life. Well, they found over time that the, first of all, the population of the mice, as they continued to breed, capped out around 1,400, give or take. But it never went above that, and then it actually started to decline. It didn't even plateau and maintain. 
it peaked and then started to decline. And the fun fact is with no predator, all the food they needed and housing they needed, the mice had nothing to do. So by this final generation, you had mice that looked very healthy and very intelligent and very with it, but they were super lazy. They would just groom themselves and eat. They stopped socializing. They stopped fucking having little baby mice. And that's why the population declined. Now, with that concept in mind, if we take that and scratch our little heads and go, hmm, I wonder if human beings might be anything like that at all if we were all well-fed and housed. Andrea, take it away. No, I didn't need to do anything. So, that being said, I'm, it, it came to me it, as a thought, and I'm like, okay. So, I'm seeing these kids that have everything given to them. The cell phones, the allowance, the everything. They don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. They get the cars. They get the things. And they're lazy. And they don't do anything. They're a challenge. And then if you look through history, the, the decades, um... I've kind of seen a little bit of a where the children who are accused of killing their parents in interviews and things, it's like, oh, the kid had everything given to them. They had the best life. Maybe that's the problem. They weren't challenged. They didn't go out and do anything and, you know, kind of make their own way. They were given everything and they were bored. So they latched out. How many that's times? That's kind of my concept. How many times have we heard in school by somebody who's super smart, but they're not doing well because they're bored? Or they lash out violently because they're bored? Oh, yeah. Um, fun fact, Andrea, can I uh, bring up part of your life into this? Sure, why not? So Andrea's son, special needs. Don't even need to bother going in. But Andrea said, too bad. Let's try therapy. Let's try med. Okay, we're good. Deal with your shit. Do what you need to do. You're not an idiot. Good. I can tell you about that. Okay. Okay. He had some challenges. Figure it out. You have to do things a different way. Okay. You're done. He was thriving. He, I'd make him do chores and take care of himself. And his pool was doing great. Because I didn't say, oh, you have this dis- you have this disability, can't do it. We'll coddle you. I got him into like one of these schools you have to apply to for science and math. So by the time he graduated middle school and high school, or had his degree in college, it was one of those things. And then we moved. And when we moved to, they're like, oh, you have a disability. It's okay that you lacked out. It's okay that this happened. We're not going to expel you. We're not going to suspend you. No consequence. That right there caused a lot of anger, a lot of depression, and the grades went down. Caused a lot of problems. So that's part of that's part of things that I've encountered where I I wouldn't let him be coddled and everything for him, but the school system did. So that butting heads. No, <clears throat> something so I encountered. Why? That that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Now, something I've encountered is my ex-wife and I separated when my son was three. And we had joint custody, split custody. 
And by middle school, she came to me and said, he doesn't want to come to your house anymore because there's too much stress. Because he would get to my house and I'd be like, did you do your homework? You're not doing anything until you do your homework. And this went on and on. And she eventually told me I have to back off. And you would watch his grades drop as that happened. Once he hit 16, I stopped enforcing the he has to come over here. And his grades dropped even more. And then he got an espresso machine and a laptop and a refrigerator all in his bedroom, by the way. And, and so on. So there was only rewards there with no consequences or challenges. Versus here, where there was consequences and challenges and meal planning and all this. He has he put on over 100 pounds in the past two years. And he's failing 12th grade. So, let me read Raven's comment real quick. Um, okay, okay, Raven says, I think the solution, I, I, I love that she's like, got the answer. Hold on a second. <laughs> we can give kids a chance to work on the big problems that our generation hasn't had time to work on. Been too busy trying to survive to protest and find solutions. If we teach our kids what needs to change, they can spend their energy on that. Let's address that in a moment. Andrea? Okay. Well, see, on the other side of the coin, my 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 child is 22 now. And through all the crap and he was giving me with him to do things and not backing down because it's like, you just have to learn a different way. He's now understanding and thankful that I pushed him because otherwise he wouldn't know how to take care of his home or budget or do what he needs to do because when he turned 18, it's like, either get a job and pay rent or go to college. He wouldn't do it. So he got out on his own. So he's now he's doing it because he was forced to. So there can be some positive. And Ed, before I go on with thoughts, what do you got? I, I, I think she said something very, very key there. You have to learn to do things a different way. We're all not made the same, obviously. And some of us have to learn our way or to do things. I, I think many people that we make excuses for are very capable of making it in society. Yeah. But we start making excuses for them early on, and then they become so dependent they can't make it. Well, I don't think they become dependent. I think we allow them to be right. dependent. Um, with According to vocabulary.com, hold on. being dependent Shut up. relying on some. God damn Google. <laughs> you don't even <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to say something um, now I'm trying to figure out where the hell I was going to go because I, I don't think I was going to hit Raven's comment there I'm going to touch on Raven's comment now Raven I want you to keep in mind this is not I'm not trying to shut you down, but it might sound like that. Bear with me while I get through this. Um, you said, I think the solution is to give the kids a chance to work on the. I'm stopping there. You can't give somebody a chance because that's like giving them an option. Humans are basically mm -hmm. wired psychologically to survive. And if they don't have to 
face the challenge. I don't want to say struggle to survive. I don't want to say fight to survive. The challenges of fighting. Um, I'm sorry, the challenges of, of surviving, such as, I don't know, growing food, getting that education. If there's not expectation and repercussions, if you fail in that, most people will get the Cheetos and the remote and just sit on the couch and let the check come to the door and never bother to do more than that. So this is why I give them a chance. No, you hit them with a stick, not literally, though maybe, just saying. Basically, the stick being the repercussions, the reward being what they get out of it. Yeah, Raven, this is why I don't want you to feel like I'm shutting you down. I'm just saying it's it's bigger than that because we're, we're a lazy-ass species. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I am. Yeah. What's your thing with the mice, though? You, you know, I, I, I might, if you feed me everything I need, answer to all my needs and everything, you know, yeah, I might lay around and be lazy, but I'm not going to give up on sex, though, man. That's one of my needs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... I think as the generations of mice went... Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the very first generation. It was the final generation. That's why the population dropped. Let me address the rest of this here. Yes, I did, Raven. Yes. So what we're looking at, chance to work on the big problems that our generation hasn't had time to work on. Okay. Been busy too. Sorry. I've been too busy trying to survive to protest and find solutions. If we teach our kids what needs to change, they can spend their energy on that. Right now, here's the blunt truth. That will never fucking work because if you tell a kid this is what you need to go do, they're going to go, uh-uh, no, I don't. Because <laughs> I'd like to say because they're kids, but really because they're human and this is what humans do. Uh, if you tell them this is what you're supposed to go do, they're going to go, I'm going to rebel. Uh, Most of them. Not all of them. But in general, yeah. Until it's their idea. Now, if we were all smart enough to twist our kids' minds so they think it's their idea, we probably mm. wouldn't be in this problem in the first place. Because our parents would have twisted ours. Well, the thing was, in my day, when you were in a spelling bee or a sport or something, Mm. You got an award based on performance. Yeah, not just yeah performance awards, not participation awards. And I'm seeing where they'll have scores. Oh, we don't keep score. We don't worry about the rules. How are the kids going to learn? And it's going to sound really bad, and people may get upset. Not all bullying is bad. I'm not saying someone where they're going to make the kid commit suicide or, you know, no, not physical stuff, but you need some type of confrontation so that they can learn later in life without falling to pieces. Well, it's the old, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I think our generation, that's what our parents taught us. What do you mean they called you a bad name and that's what you're crying? Wipe that shit off and go on. Um, Not so much these days. Or... Some of us, not not to you know cry into my spilt milk here, but some of us didn't even have that parent around to tell you that. You either picked yourself up or you stayed in the ditch where somebody shoved you. Um, and I'm not saying that's right. And Andrea is not saying people should bully others and be bullied. What Andrea is saying is this 
The anxiety that comes with calling a doctor's office to schedule an appointment or call your insurance agency to find out what you need to do, that is a type of conflict and confrontation. That if you have everything handed to you and no conflict or confrontation, you don't know how to handle real-life situations later. And uh, by the way, Dan here says, I believe kids need conflict at a younger age to learn slash know how to address it as adult. That's what we're saying, Dan. He said it much more concise. And by the way, if you'd rather me use your screen name instead of your first name, you let me know. My bad on that one if that's not what you wanted. Dan is a new friend. Well, we we bonded. Raven says, we try so hard to spare our kids from the pain that they live in a vet. Yes, because I want to protect my child. I want to yeah. make it easy for them, but that is not what helps them. Well, there's right? other ways to make it hard for them, to give them those challenges, and that's the, the carrot and the stick in life, in your well, upbringing. I, I've mm-hmm, good. people, you know, people I grew up with, when... They were, they were given everything. They didn't have to do the laundry or cook a meal or do things. And then when they left for college, they, they, they didn't know how to take themselves and, and function on their own. And that was harder to be in a different environment. <clears throat> the other day at work, a guy walks in. Um, I'm going to give a physical and personality description of everybody like, why does it matter what he looked like? Because I want to fucking tell it in the story. Because he reminded me of Ed, actually. Like Ed, like 20 years ago. He's big, strapping black man. Uh, ex-military, I don't remember what branch. But very charming, very personable. Good arms. Um, tight buttocks. And no, <laughs> I'm kidding. He's facing toward me. I have no idea what I could ask. Um, but he was all very capable and charming. When he, get in, when he was talking to me... He goes into the next room to deal with the next stage in the hiring process where there's a pretty woman. Uh, my coworker, she's a pretty woman. That's all there is to it. She's a lovely lady. And suddenly, he's as helpless as a babe in the woods and needed his hand held every step of the way. And I was teasing her via chat, you know, ah, did you, uh, you know, were you checking out his arms? Because you were over there a whole lot. And afterwards, we're talking about it. She's like, no, he was lost. I'm like, he didn't feel like the kind of guy that would get lost. And I went, ah, wait. Unless if he's a mama's boy whose mother did everything for him, when he's in the military dealing with men, he sucks it up and does his shit. But suddenly, when he has a woman around, he cannot have to do anything and just lean on them. And she went, that could be it. I'm like, yeah, weird, right? Hello, Jewel. Hey, Jewel. Um, there you go. That's a good quote, Dan. That's an intelligent quote. Uh, Dan says, I don't recall. Re- God damn it. My lips are <laughs> against me tonight. I don't recall the entire quote or who said it, but it goes something like, easy times make soft men. True. And that's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, and Raven, in reference to that, says, sounds familiar, peacetime, I think. Peacetime makes easy men. No, wait. Makes men soft. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is not so wrong. <laughs> a, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, because it's a different episode. <laughs> it is. 
Speaking of, if you have ideas for future episodes, throw them in chat during this episode. <laughs> there we go. And we'll talk more about that after the episode is done. Um, and Layman says, yay for easy men. That's right. <laughs> let me let me just say real quick. There is nothing wrong, whatever your preference is, whoever you are, in being easy. And if somebody bashes you for that. Now, if you're in a committed relationship, you're a piece of shit for being easy with anybody but that person. Um, that's different. But all three parties involved have to be understand and know. It's some people like, well, my spouse says I can go out and have sex. Does that third party know that you're married, et cetera, et cetera? Because if they don't, you're still a piece of shit. It's, uh, sorry, Ed. I'm pretty sure everybody knows. <laughs> Ed does not hide his marriage. He's proud. Um, but yeah. Ethical, non-monogamy. Just, yeah, consenting adults. And, and informed consent as opposed to blindly consenting. No, I mean, it's that. <laughs> yes, Trey. Okay, let's let's bring it back to the uh, topic there. But yeah, that's just a quick public service announcement of practice. <laughs> Hold on. Um, yes. Um, do you think we label too many things these days and allow people to use them as a crutch? Yes. Yeah, and by the way, sometimes that crutch, the person could walk fine, but if you point that out, they take that crutch and they smack the fuck out of you with it. <laughs> like an old lady with a cane who only needs it certain times. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, I, I could definitely see that, which... Again, I want to defend the concept that we started the labels. They were reasonable things in the beginning. We needed to recognize certain things and correct certain things and, and work, have these conversations. But it's turned, the pendulum has swung. And whereas these labels initially opened up the conversation, they now shut down the conversation because be damned if you say anything except... This is this. Does that? I was that... talking to a gentleman at work the other day, and we were talking about building things. He's like, I can't build anything. I have low manual dexterity. I was tested for it. <laughs> it's like, you were what? Yeah. Low manual dexterity means I don't have the ability to build anything, solve a piece of wood tray or anything. And I was like, they have a test for that. Yeah, test for it. Called video games? <laughs> you know, because I, I was saying to him, you'd be surprised because I couldn't build it. Well, was it on the side of the highway with that white line and the blue light behind him? <laughs> no, no, I couldn't build a damn thing 10 years ago, but look at me now. Right. You know, and he's like, oh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't possibly do anything. Well, okay, you know what? Why can't you just say... I don't, I don't have. <laughs> well, you can always say, I don't want to. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, I can do anything if I want to. And it may take practice. Mm -hmm. That pipe, I'm not the best at it yet, but give me time. 
Let, let me tell you a story. I was born without rhythm. It's an affliction I've lived with all my life. <laughs> it's an affliction I've lived with all my life. I have a YouTube video about it. Um, and by the way, I do accept donations for this horrible affliction I have that has crippled me on the dance floor and in music classes all my life. I've told you guys a story before about the one girlfriend that said she would teach me how to dance. Said, turn on the music, show me your moves. So I turned on music, started dancing, and she started laughing. And I stopped dancing, and she what? kept laughing. And I turned off the music, and she kept laughing. And I left the room, and she was still laughing. I did not dance again till I did. But anyhow, the point is, <laughs> first of all, I stopped giving a fuck. Second of all, when it comes to music, I am now practicing instruments and everything and working with Thank you. I can dance if I want to. You can leave behind. That's right. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, uh, uh. Okay, so, yeah, the point is, I decided last year I wanted to sing better, and I went and I practiced. And I'm not saying I should be touring the U.S. or the world at this point in time, but I got significant, significantly better. Yeah. And I that. when I picked up a harmonica for the first time ever and practiced on air right here on Twitch, Andrea comes in and she's like, I can recognize every song you're playing. It was three of them. Yeah, and, and it was like Mary Had a Little Lamb or stuff like that. It wasn't anything, you know, we weren't doing Beethoven's Fifth. I was drinking no. Jameson's Fifth, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and now I'm practicing didgeridoo and all these other things. The so point is, uh, who was it? Henry Ford that says, whether you say you can or cannot do it, you're right. Well, he doesn't say it anymore. He said it at some point, I think. How do you know? Maybe he can. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. It's a. Uh, Is that the cricket? Other than outside. Yes. <laughs> that was bonus cricket. <laughs> okay. So, going back to the original topic, because we're. we're only in what? so far. There's Gozed throwing his nuts. I mean bits. Let's raise a glass to that. Here you go, Ed. Okay, what else do we have to say about this topic? Spoiled children, rotten world. I think, yes, Andrea. We forgot the opening toast. We did forget the opening toast. Um, I remember. Well, we remember now. We want a Cogsley toast or uh, somebody got something. I got a bell in my hand. Um, well, we'll do it this way. We will never have true civilization until we have learned to recognize the rights of others. I think that's something we all stand behind. Mm. But this is... The rights of everybody is equals. Now, what I'll say is, here's to the entertainment value of tripping over my own lips for a whole show. Mm -hmm. the, 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 
that I've been doing the whole night. Okay, <laughs> works for me. Mm. Okay, so uh, there's our opening toast. Closing toast should be in about ten minutes. I don't know. I don't. Know. We remember something like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, see, Jewel says that she is more equal than most, and some people definitely feel that way. And. Uh, Sorry, the dryer is going, or the spin cycle, and it's making my glasses clink against each other. So, okay, so flipping back to the the spoiled children, rotten world. If life is too easy, which, by the way, if we ever create a utopian society, that's great. But I, well, it is if we are psychologically prepared for that. And as a species right now, we are not. I have this great theory that you guys have probably heard. Some of the tavern has heard before. And that is there are genetic offshoots that have different ways of looking at the world. One is the, I'm going to beat my chest, say I'm the loudest, strongest, whateverist, and I should be in charge because I'm yelling louder than everybody or punching somebody harder. And this personality type tends to be more xenophobic, less group-oriented, more individual-oriented. And then you have another type. And that type, and by the way, I'm guessing there's more than two. There's probably a dozen or more. But the second type is the, hey, you're different than me. I want to learn from you. I want to learn about you. I want to know more. I want to expand my knowledge and my experience, and you can help me do that. And I want to work with people to create something bigger than I can create myself. I can make a bookshelf by myself. I can build a house with 10 people. And I feel, of course, there's there's variations on that. Fun fact, most people that believe in individual freedom who are not the chest beaters still want to move society as a whole so you can have more individual freedom by society being greater to support that individuality. Ed? Do you really think in me just being me, do you really think that the majority? No. Okay. Wait, the majority? See, that's the other thing. The vocal minority versus a silent majority. Mm-hmm. Just like I think most people are genuinely decent human beings. Of course, when you go to Walmart, you might be able to argue against this shit. Because, man, some shitty people there. Well, then, that's a good question. Would utopia lead to the end of innovation? <sighs> it depends how we get to utopia. <laughs> if we get to utopia together, working together, then no. If we get there by, I will beat you till you shut up and agree with me, yes, it will. Just like if there's not daily challenges of joining the society and interacting with it, if there's not repercussions of working out... Hold on, let me say... uh, And by the way, Raven brings up a great movie, The Matrix, if you watch that, very much addresses this exact issue in the briefest of ways. But remember what Agent Smith of The Matrix said about how humans reject the code of the perfect world. Maybe our existence and self-worth are directly connected to the challenges we've overcome. Absolutely it is. Also, depth of character. Um, even creativity. 
it's funny when somebody who has never experienced anything says, I want to write the best book ever. And I'm like, you've, you've got to experience yeah. things, even if that means just watching movies, reading books, talking to your neighbor. Yeah, Ed. Well, before her comment, you know, uh, Lady Skipper says the board said they will add your, your uniqueness to your collective, which is interesting because I'm standing here the entire time thinking about Dark Hat First Contact. Mm-hmm. And Captain Picard, I don't remember who he was explaining to. Um, once mankind realizes they're not the only one out there, unites them in a way never before. And I love Star Trek, don't get me wrong, but I look at it and I think, I can walk up to a replicator and say, Earl Grey, hot. But yet, I'm going to continue to apply my mind to try to figure out how to go warp six instead of warp five or whatever. I, I don't think we would do it. I have to agree with you. And Werdewin says the human mind is designed to find and anticipate danger because danger is dangerous. It is. And by the way, in a perfect utopian world, the human mind will create danger where there is none. This is where we get first world problems. That person looked at me funny. Um, that person hates me because I said something. The boss wants to talk to me. I must be in trouble. We create danger where there is none because this is how we're wired. This is how we're wired to succeed, to move forward, etc. And it's one of those things to move forward as a whole, as a society. We have to all agree to move forward and we can't agree because we find danger in everything, including people who disagree with us or think, even if they want to do the same thing of it us, if they say we get here by going around this way and you say we go this way, we now have a conflict, even though you agree on the end result. Or, you know, because I think most people at their core, they really just want to live a good life, be content, raise your kids, whatever. Well, uh -huh. Gordon, a point. A utopian world should have plenty of challenge. Otherwise, it's not a utopian. It's stagnant. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. That's a very good point. And that's what I'm saying by building those consequences and repercussions and rewards. If we had a perfect society where everybody is fed and sheltered, how do you create that spirit in humans to go beyond Cheetos and the remote control? Besides put, you know, soda in the fridge so they have to get up to get that. Something more. Yeah. How do we inspire the human race to be greater than the minimum? Right. And stop frying chicken in the air fryer. <laughs> we, we had wings yesterday in the air fryer, just so you know. Wings is okay, but... Frying chicken in the air fryer? Oh, no, you can't put heavily breaded stuff in there. But you can do you could do a, a, a rotisserie chicken in it. Yeah. And that's yeah, very good. Chicken. Okay, yeah. That's good. That's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fried chicken in air fryers? Yeah. So did you try yeah. frying chicken in air fryers? No, I, I read something about it recently. Somebody was talking about it, and I was like, oh, hell no, my mother would come back and kick my ass. No. But, but if you're going to do it, yeah. it has to be a very light breading coat, so it's more like 
seasoning stuck to the skin than a flour coating because um no okay back to comments where do one suggest to remove scarcity raven says humans need passion in their lives humans need to create passion in their lives because here's the other thing i challenge myself constantly and this is where i was going to go how do we get to that point i was going to ask each of us how we challenge ourselves um most recently the musical instruments um doing this show every week even though some weeks i'm in no mood to talk to anybody at all more often than not we're on here anyway and we do it and we have a good time it is challenging and holding ourselves accountable to hit the goals we want so we gain the rewards we're aiming for or face the consequences which is our own judgment it's uh Ed, what about you? Paying my bills on time—that's big yeah. challenge. There is a challenge, yeah. That is a challenge. But how do you challenge yourself? How do you make sure you're getting up out of it? Because frankly, we could all give up and go on welfare. And um, I'm just not done yet. It, it's at some point I'm not done yet. So there's, there's more I want to see, more I want to do. Nothing in particular. I, I just, I'm just not done yet. But it's like it does. Andrea? How do I challenge myself? Yeah. How do you do more than the minimum? Well, my challenge at this moment is learning bagpipes with no musical background whatsoever. Uh, before that, it was the belly dancing and the fire spinning and so every so often I just pick a new one. What about your gardening? What about making lotions and the bath bombs and Yeah, I did that before. Um gardening, we'll see if the yard dries out. But you see what I mean. These are things yeah, that yeah. you don't have to do. But you went yeah, it's always about Yeah. I'm gonna create this thing because I want to. Because I want this challenge. And trust me, when you have, some people call them hab- hobbies. <laughs> Ordowin's challenge right now is surviving dog sitting. Good luck. Mm. Quit sitting on the dog, but, you know, good luck. <laughs> right now, <laughs> Ordowin is at the uh, dog walking park picking out his next target. <laughs> his next <show. laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to sit on that Shih Tzu because that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) What about the (laughs) peekapoo? Because that's a Pekingese mixed with a pile of poodle, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) You're a shitty little dog. So how much longer do we have on this one? Oh, well, that's, we can wrap it up now, unless we got some more thoughts on it. I was just going to remind you, closing toast. Let's do that, closing the, uh See, Dan says, I say to myself, what would kid want me to do? <coughs> Bring home ice cream and not make him clean up his room? <laughs> I brought home ice cream today. Wait, you did? Show's over. Let's get our closing toast. Here's the ice cream. <laughs>
Nobody else drinking ice cream? I'm out of drink. Oh. Ed, you out of drink too? He's out of ice cream. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get our outro stuff and uh, we'll wrap this one up. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkwithkevinshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers, mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, touring, bitch, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion of shenanigans and music. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and stream dreams every night. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.